was saying, we've treated uh, since day one. The ministers really started on Monday, hallelujah. Fasting and praying by the church joined from Wednesday, amen. And then on Monday, we had reasons to keep our lamps burning on the altar. Our national head gave us a very good exposition. The following day, we had keeping our evangelism fire burning. And, and then again, we had how to prepare the fire to burn Samuel Bueto. Then yesterday, we look at what quenches the fire or the effects of the ashes on the altar. And today, we want to look at keep the fire on the altar burning. Hallelujah. Amen. Have you turn your Bibles with me to Leviticus chapter 24, verses 1 to 4. If you could project it for us. Leviticus 24, verses 1 to 4. Please flow with me. Hallelujah. Have enough time to pray to keep our fire burning. Hallelujah. Leviticus 24. Please project it for me. I want us not to look at it. The media, put your hands together for the media people. Hallelujah. They do great. They do great and they do awesome. Amen. Keep the fire on the altar burning. Leviticus 24. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses, Command the beaten olives for the light. Hallelujah. That alone is a full word. Beaten olives. Do you remember one person that was beaten? You look at the five verses and you see Jesus right there. Hallelujah. Beating olives for the light. So that the lamp will burn regularly. So now he's talking about the lamp burning regularly. Amen. Aaron is to tend it regularly from evenings of the meeting. This is a permanent statute throughout your generations. He must regularly tend the lamps on the pure gold or lampstand in the presence of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Let's go to Leviticus 6, 8 to 13. Let's do some few readings and then we put it together. So we've spoken about the lamp. We've read about the light shining. Amen. The Lord spoke unto Moses. Command Aaron and his sons. This is the law of the burnt offering. The burnt offering itself must remain on the altar, held all night until morning, while the fire of the altar is kept burning on it. So it means the fire also on the altar has to also burn what? Continuously, like the lamp. Comment. He is to remove the ashes. Of the burnt offering, the fire has consumed on the altar. And place them beside the altar. Then he must take off his garment, put on other clothes. And, oh Jesus. And bring the ashes outside the camp to a ceremonially clean place. The fire on the altar is to what? Be kept burning. It must not go out. It must not go out. It's okay. It must not go out. Hallelujah. Keep the fire burning. We'll come to the test. Amen. To keep the fire burning means to continually maintain a daily routine. Continually keep on doing something. Hallelujah. 
He says, keep the fire burning. It means it's an action. You have to do something. Continuously. You cause something to continue in a specified situation or condition. So, for example, the fire, it has to keep what? All the time. All the time. You have to put in an effort to make sure it keeps burning what? All the time. Praise the name of the living God. Amen. Keep the fire burning. That, that word keep is the same word that we see in Genesis 2.15. It says, and the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden. Keep it so continually. After God made man, he to, uh, Adam and Eve and made the garden, he told them to do what? Continually do what? Keep it. It means that this word keep here is really much important to our God. To continually do it is very much important to us, to God. Hallelujah. Keep the fire on the altar burning. We've heard a lot of good messages about the altar. Amen. In the flow with me, we read the scripture so that will flow. Hallelujah. Amen. In the olden days, the people of Israel, God, by his mercies, when he chose them and he brought them from bondage and was leading them to the promised land, he wanted to show them that he is God. The God of all flesh, that he is that God. So do you know what God will do? He told Moses to Moses, build a tent, a tabernacle for me, so that I will show you, let's hang out, let's hang out. Because love always needs a, love always needs a place to do what? To hang out. So God will clap his hands and he say, hey, you see, the quail will come. Then the man, God will just shake himself. And there was a man, hallelujah. God was teaching them the God as he is. And then the God that the, the people of Israel has taught them. You can get out of Egypt, but Egypt cannot get out of you. They had come out of Egypt, but they were thinking of the onions and the garlics and the fish that they used to have. It takes a while for Egypt to come out of. So God wanted to have, you know, show them love, rob himself. He wanted to bring them into fellowship and relationship with him like he did to Adam and Eve. Praise the name of the living God. So he gave Moses a pattern. Please, are we, are, we, are we together? Praise the name of the living God. Keep the fire on the altar burning. So he gave Moses a pattern to come and build an altar. And then this altar, this, to build a tabernacle. In the tabernacle, we have people of Israel, they were outside of it. Let's say this is it, they were outside of it. So when you are coming with your, your, your goats or your pigeons or whatever, you have to tie your name around that animal. So let's say this is this one from Paul, hallelujah. So you, at, the, at the door over there, you come and you leave it there. That's month from Paul. We are here to atone. Me, my wife, my children, all of us, we have come. Then the next one will also be there. And the, the Kinsley is also there. So all of us will come with our names there. Praise the name, even the tabernacle. That was reserved for the priest. That was reserved for the priest. So at the door, you give your goat or your pigeon, and then you go. But how do I know that the animal that I have given has been offered unto God and my sins have been forgiven? So God told the priest, keep the fire on the altar, what? Burning. So when the people see the smoke, and this smoke, it is the goat I said, it is my own. Hallelujah. This smoke is my own. You see, when you have done something terrible, something bad, and the person will say, I have forgiven you. You go and you are thinking, is it for real? Is it, has, he, has she really forgiven me? 
you are still doubting. But as you are in your tent, as you are sleeping, and you see the fire, and you see the smoke going, you have this blessed assurance that indeed God has heard my forgiveness and he has forgiven me. So therefore, the fire on the altar has to be kept by people because they met the priest at the door, outside of the door. Praise the name of the living God. Oh, hallelujah. So the altar has to be kept burning. And then when they get into the holies, there was this a brass altar, what the altar, where they put the animal on it. So you put the, my God help me, you put the animal on it. Then from there, there is this basin of water. So after the sacrifice, so you're heading towards the holies. So this is the outside here. The priest here will now have to go and wash himself. Before you can go into the Holy of Holies. So there was a water basin also standing here. You have to wash yourself. You have been washed and you have been made clean just by the word. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Can you hear me? And my microphone was down. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. And in the holies, there was this land. Today when we say candlestick, we are thinking of wax. Everything said he liked the oil. God said they should use, it was made of pure gold. It is called the menorah. It had three branches here, and then another three branches also there. Praise the name of the living God. And that thing was fed by oil. It was fed by oil. So in the tent, going to the Holy of Holies, this is the problem. There was no darkness. You couldn't see the covenant. You couldn't see the ark. Because there was total darkness. You couldn't, when you entered, there was no light. It was, it was total darkness. So how can the priest see and approach God? He says, therefore, that light, it has to be kept what? Burning. Praise the name of the living God. Oh, I said, praise the name of the living God. That light has to be kept burning. You, 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 are, are, you, are, you, are, you, are we together? So that you can see that this is the table of shoe bread. You can see the God that you are going to sit and dine with. Hallelujah. Please, are we together? I'm just setting up, then we, we begin to flow. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So the altar has to, the fire has to keep burning. And the light also, the fire, the light also, the fire also has to what? Be kept burning. So that the priest will see. So that you will see the God that you are approaching. So that you will see the God that you are having an encounter with. I pray may God give I say I pray may God give you light. I say I pray may God give you light so that you will see so that you will see. Hallelujah. Amen. So now this altar the altar in the, that was it in the olden days. The priests were to turn it continually. I am building on all the messages you have heard in the course of the week. So I'm not saying so many things so you know. You are a priest, you are a royal you are all of them. I'm building on it. Praise the name of the living God. So, so, so this altar, they will be the fire. The lamb, they will be putting oil into it all the time. So it's an effort. They will be doing this so that the people will see that indeed God is what? In our midst. So in their days, they will go and do this. But in our days, I want to submit to you that the altar is a lifestyle. It is not something that is standing now like this that you will see. That is not the altar anymore. The altar is a lifestyle. It says keep the fire on the altar. It means it becomes part 
and parcel of you. Eating is a lifestyle. So we eat every day. You eat till you die. Because it has become what? Part and parcel of you. So the altar we are talking about now is what? A lifestyle. It's your lifestyle. Praise the name of the living God. Oh, hallelujah. So you are the altar and you are again the sacrifice on that altar. Hallelujah. Are, 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 we, are, we, are we together there? Good. So you are the altar and you are again the sacrifice on it. Christ has done but You are because you have to do something. The priests were mandated. You have been man- to do something to keep the whole fire burning. So I want to submit to you that an altar that we're talking about is a lifestyle. A lifestyle is something you do continuously. Not a one-time event. Amen. Praise Jesus. So this altar, now that has been set, it is a place, it is a place that we get forgiveness of sins. When we approach the altar, when we come to the altar, we come to meet the ajam that ajam. And this is the interesting thing about him. He is always present and ahead of us behind the altar. Why is he always there? Psalm 103 says, he knows our frame and our nature. He knows that we are like flowers. Today we what? Blossom. But tomorrow we are what? Not there again. He knows your frame. He knows your nature. He knows that this coming one is there, you go and lie. But he still gives you the opportunity to come before him so that he will forgive you all of what? Your sins. Oh, hallelujah. It holds us back that will I really be forgiven? You are saying that because you know that you intentionally, purposefully, willfully committed that offense that today. You know it is sin and you did it. Oh, hallelujah. You like that too much. It is God who has paid him. Hallelujah. If it translated directly to Ghana when I'm coming from I mean they shall come. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. So, so within yourself that you don't have that confidence to approach the throne of grace. To come that altar that God is standing before. You now, you know, even though I'm a priest, I am, I am royal, I am holy, all of this. It left small. Hallelujah. He, the, the, the last time, how I disrespected my wife. How, how I treated my husband. I was supposed to close work at 5, but 4.30 I closed. But I clocked the hours to 5. Oh, hallelujah. Thinking that. Ah. So this, but all time, there is forgiveness here. God is saying I should come. But has he really forgiven me? But he says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let us come what? Boldly to the throne of grace. That we may do what? Oh, please preach with me. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews 4, 16. Let, let's put it there. That is the heart of God. But deep inside you, you are not able to come boldly. Deep inside you, there are certain things that is hindering you from coming. Oh, hallelujah. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with what? Boldness. Because before the throne is the altar. And who is this altar standing before the throne? You. 
So he said, come to God. Come to God. Come to God. Come to God. And he's describing God as a throne of grace. Don't what? Come. So that's what are you going to get? We will again get grace and mercy to help. I pray may God give you grace. And may he give you mercy to help in times of need. Hallelujah. So we've seen that you are the altar. You are the sacrifice on the altar. And we have to keep the fire burning on the altar. And when we come to this altar, when you present yourself as, as a living sacrifice before God, God then gives you what? The forgiveness. Somebody, you have been forgiven. I said you have been forgiven. It doesn't matter how you treated your partner, you have been forgiven. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. When we come to the altar, it is a place where the old things give way for the new to come. Praise the name of the living God. To keep the fire on the altar burning, you being the altar, the moment you offer yourself, takes the old things away and makes you what? A new. In the face of Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Let's, let's, let's read some few scriptures. Hallelujah. Transformational change in character and in attitude is found when we present ourselves as a living sacrifice on the altar before our God. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that you are a new creation, the old things are what? Passed away. He says, he who the son set free is what? You are free indeed. I said you are free indeed. You are free indeed. You are free indeed. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So transformational change in character and in attitude happens when we present ourselves as a living sacrifice before God. It is our character and our attitude that the, it was in the character and attitude of Adam and Eve that caused them to miss the blessings of God. It is in our character and attitude, Peter, it was in Peter's character and attitude that caused him to deny the Lord. It is in Moses' character and attitude that caused him not to reach the promised land. It is Aaron's character and attitude that caused him to call to take earrings and stuff from the people to be. I am mentioning these great names in the Bible for you to see the reason why you have to keep your fire burning. God said, hey, if I want to talk to you people, I can talk to you through dreams, visions. But for Moses, I choose to talk to him face to face. So Moses could see the back of God. Someone who could see the back of God could not make it to the promised land. See the back of God. The promised land. He couldn't make it. Keep the fire on the altar burning. Transformation in our character and in our attitude. Arrogance. Yes, that a lot was said. Arrogance, pride, hallelujah. If only we will humble ourselves like Jesus. He's just looking unto Jesus. Who for the joy that was set before him. What sometimes the things that are happening, God just wants to see. This my servant is time for your promotion. But I want to see that character. That character here. 
whether it has been welcomed, so I take you to the next level. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the living God. Transformational change in your character and in your attitude towards God happens at the altar. I'm not talking about God. Praise the name of the living God. I was talking to a friend and he said, Titi, to be honest with you, I feel like giving up. He's in the church. He's a leader of the church. He says, I feel like giving up. And I said, what is the matter? And he said, I have seen certain people, men of God, leaders chosen and ordained by God. The things they are doing in the church, it has caused my fire even Maybe the same thing. Maybe someone has talking about behind your back or done something terrible to you. And you see the person standing and ministering. And you are like, look at you. Do you have any fire? You are even joking where you are standing. But I have the word of God for you. He says, it doesn't matter my people or whoever has hurt you. I am ready to use you to heal others. Hallelujah. That was the same words I told him. That it is good have a different perception and perceptive. He said, okay. Now I don't feel like giving up anymore. I am the one. <laughs> at the altar, at the altar, at the altar, when we present our bodies as a living sacrifice, we have an encounter with God. We have an encounter with the presence of the living God. God in the beginning, will come in the cool of the day. Adam, how are you? Adam, how are you today? Are we eating apples or we are eating mangoes? What, 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 what is happening? And God didn't even know their name because he did not give the names to them. It was Adam who called them. So, so Adam, this one, what did he say the name was? He says, this is Farris water. Okay, okay. So are we having Farris water and some chocolate or some pizza? And Adam will say, no, today we are having some Nigerian special dish today. Because God has always desired and yearned to have a divine you. Not the activities you are doing, but you, the you. You are the one that God is interested in. Sometimes we, 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 we put so many activities on ourselves. I am the one who sweeps. I am the one who don't sweep. Nobody has come to arrange the church. You know, God is good. Keep serving. God, there is blessings and service. But God is after you first before the service. God is after you and your heart first before the services. That he will get closer to them. That was the goal of the altar. That was the goal. Moses pitched a tent so that I will come and what? Dwell in you. Tabernacle means to come and dwell with us. And God tabernacled. I will come and sit among you. That has been his desire. That has been the reason. Let us make man in our image and in our heart. Our likeness. So that, so that, oh hallelujah. And God said, we cannot become like God. It is an aspect of God who became like. Because we had the tree of good, knowledge of, tree of what? Knowledge of good and evil. So now we could discern good and evil like God. Could also know good and evil, but we could not become like God. And then man again wanted to go to the next level. So God said, hey, if you don't do something yet, something is going to happen. If you don't take the tree of life, away and you also eat the tree of life man will not die like us I, 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 
smoke them from the garden. Otherwise, you will be coming like God when it comes to living forever. We have become like him. Now we know good and evil. We will go in another step. Praise the name of the living God. Let's, let's, let's come back to our message. Oh, hallelujah. So the altar is a place that we draw closer to you. We draw closer to God. We draw nearer to God. God is after you. He's after your heart. He's after having an encounter. He's not interested in your car and your money and all of those stuff. He's interested in having a sweet personal relationship and fellowship with you. That is all that God is after. Praise the name of the living God. So one songwriter said, draw me close to you. Never let me go. Hallelujah. Draw me close what, to you. When we come to the altar, we present ourselves as a living sacrifice. We have an encounter with us and us. Oh, hallelujah. I always tell my wife that God is God. It, 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 it means that I don't know how I would say in Nigeria, it, like God is on God. It, it, I don't, I don't know the words to use the hallelujah. Showman, that is, that is what God is, is a showman. You could look at the Israel here. Are they coming? Are they closer? Are they are getting closer to the Israel. Okay, and you put some fire there. Ah, they are not able to come. Okay, 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 okay. Israel, let's go, let's go. Let me open the sea. God is, your God is a showman. I want you to approach God. See him as your father. That is what is after. Praise the name of the living God. Amen. And it is at the altar when we present ourselves as a living sacrifice that burdens are lifted. Burdens of life are lifted. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 7. 1 Samuel chapter 7, verses 9. 1 Samuel 7, verse 9. 1 Samuel 7, 9. I'm still in my introduction. I'm still... Please, please, is it, are we projected? Good. 1 Samuel 7. So the background of the story was this. The people of Israel, the people of Israel, their enemies were coming after them. Hey! And they went to call prophet Samuel to come and pray. And Samuel was praying, Kadiba Lord, God have mercy. Samuel, the more the guy was praying, it was even quickening the enemies to come faster. He was praying and the enemies were coming. He was praying and then Someone pray, someone pray, and someone is praying, and the enemies are coming with the horses and they are shouting. Someone, are you praying? Someone, they are coming and they were just grabbing the guy. He said, I am praying. The whole nation, they were on that one man. Pray for us, pray, pray, pray. Someone pray, and he was praying. Someone prayed, and he saw that the more he was praying, the more the enemies were coming. So he has to change strategy. So he says, and someone took a circling lamp. And offered it for a burnt offering. The Lord heard him. Hallelujah. Why did he burn that offering? On the altar. There are certain things prayer will not do. Prayer alone will not do. Hallelujah. It is your offering. That does certain things. When he offered. Please go to the verse 10. We see what happened to the enemies. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines, they, you see, they were still coming. But the Lord, please go on. But the Lord. But the Lord. But the Lord. But the Lord. I think we have jumped some. And there was, maybe this one has left. There was one. But the Lord tended on the enemies. In, 
Yes. The Lord tended on the enemy. So this is the point that I'm trying to make here. When we come to the altar, burdens are lifted. They were coming to kill them. Abel was praying. But the more he prayed, the more they were coming. The moment he offered on the altar, what happened? God took the battle and lifted the burden that was supposed to come upon them. And the altar burdens are what? Lifted. I pray in the name of Jesus. Any burden that you are going through, even as you have presented yourself as a living sacrifice before the altar of God, may it be lifted in the name of Jesus. It also means that it is your offering. The guy prayed, nothing happened. But until he offered, when he offered, God turned it around. Oh, hallelujah. On the altar that kept burning, what did God do? He turned the whole situation around for them. Praise the name of the living God. So at the altar, we get freedom and we are released of so many burdens. May God give you his freedom and his peace. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I'm rushing now. Hallelujah. How now do I keep the fire on the altar burning? Number one, be intentional. Be intentional. To be intentional means that you purposefully decide that this is what I am going to do. Oh, hallelujah. For, for, for example, when it was Friday in the course of you said this Sunday, I will go to church. You have purpose and go for wear that blue dress. So you are purposeful, so you are planning towards it. That Sunday I will go to church. So when Sunday comes, you just iron your dress. You pick your family and what do you do? You go. Because you are intentional. You are, you are purposeful about it. One of the ways to keep your fire on the altar burning is to be intentional. Be, you, you, you decide that this is what, what I am going to do. No matter what happens. No matter my tight and my busy day. Lord. Hallelujah. Because I said the altar is what? A lifestyle. And lifestyle is what you do continuously every single day. So if you put God in the equation and you have a nice time with him every day, it might not be in the morning or in the evening. Find a time that suits you. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the living God. Then it becomes part and parcel of you. Let's look at Jesus. When Jesus came, when Jesus came, early in the morning, he will hide and go and do what? Pray. And then when he came and met the people, miracles were doing what? Flowing all the time. Even Jesus had a personal, he was intentional about having a personal encounter with God. And the more he was going to God, he was offering himself, God, I have come. To, you know today, hey God, what are you going to do? Should I go to Galilee or Capernaum? Oh God, should I go to work today? If I go to work, what is going to happen? God, should we make food today or we should make some? Hallelujah. Amen. He was going every day, presenting himself as a living what? Sacrifice. Be intentional about it. You have to be intentional. I know we have families. I know we have kids. I know we are so busy. But if you don't make time, your fire will go off. We will have a lot of ashes. Maybe we will call you the ashes person or the ashes woman, the ashes man. But meanwhile, God has brought closer to him. What will he also do? He will also draw closer to us. Be intentional. Then number two, prioritize God. Prioritize God. 
Make time for God. Put God in your schedules. If you say you love someone, you make time for them. If I say I love you, that that's more, you are my friend. And you call me and it takes me weeks. Even the week, I don't, I don't return your call. You call back again and say, hey, how better I have been calling you. I'm your friend. I'm your friend. The person won't call back. And you call back to verify. And you say, I am sorry. The person is not a friend. Who might be busy. A whole week, two weeks, three weeks. Check that relationship very well. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the living God. He says the fire has to kept what? Be burning continuously. The lamp also has to burn continuously. So God is there continuously. It has to be something that keeps on what? Going on. If you love God, you make time for God. You wouldn't use the slogan, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. God, you know. Then we doze off and then we go. Oh, hallelujah. There are some of the things that put our ashes off. Yesterday, our lovely sister, Magache was telling us. There are some of the things that pushes, it put, it put the fire off. They are ashes. Make time for God. The Bible says, in him we move. In him we live. And we have our being. And God in his wisdom, he made the heavens and the earth. He made gold. He made your job. ICT person. You are, name them, give me them. You are the manager. You are the road giver. You are all of this. He made all of them before he even created you. So the things that you have prioritized and you are going after, they are in him. The things you are looking for, they are in him. And he is also saying, I am after you. Just come. The moment you come to me, have we put God aside and we are prioritizing the things that he has given unto us? Praise the name of the living God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The blessing you are looking for is in him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness first. And all... Why have you taken the all other things? Why have you taken the all other things? So some of us, this is our relationship with God. It is like a young man and a young woman who are trying to get married. Put this ring and put it on the finger of this young lady. Oh, hallelujah. And this lady falls in love with the ring, but not the buyer of the ring. That is the relationship that we are having with God. We love the things that the God gives, but not the God of the things. Keep the fire on the altar burning. Keep your land what? Burning. It's God. Hallelujah. If you bless me, God, you know her. If you open this door, how I'll be faithful in my tithing and in my offering. Oh boy. You are lying. You will never, you will never, you are lying. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the living God. Oh, I said, praise the name of the living God. Prioritize God. Prioritize God. Make time for God. I am not saying that go and be praying for hours and fight. That will leave you to the pastors and collect them. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. One thing I was telling the Virgin Assembly people. Papa, when, it, when we mention giving, it raises a lot of questions in Christendom than any other topic. Is tight even still relevant? The 10% is it after I've taken all my expenses for even? At this church, they even love uh, 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 offering too much. 
but you forgot how to tithe God. And you know that the life that you have, the job that you have, the money that you have, the possessions that you have, he gave it to you. When we are saying, come and give offering, you give it from your heart. Wholeheartedly, God, of all the things that you have given unto me, I bring this thing back unto you. And God will say, you are indeed a faithful servant. Because you have been faithful in this small one, I'll give you another one. Praise the name of the living God. At all. The last time somebody, by the grace of God, will pray for someone, the person was okay and blessed me with an envelope. I opened the envelope to my wife. The money was good. Hallelujah. I look at them as Jesus is Lord. I turned around and I was like, oh, God is good. This money is, is, is you know, let me to go and eat some. Let, let me eat some uh, soup. Hallelujah. I like fufu and soup. Uh, I'm a Ghanaian. Then the Lord spoke to me. Hey, now you have money. I said, yeah, yeah, I have money, God. <laughs> then my, I came to my senses. I picked that whole money and I went to put it in the altar. And my wife didn't understand it. He said, you didn't even know what She didn't quite get it. Hallelujah. Then three days later, someone also blessed us again. And then the money that was in the previous one, it was times two. And I told her, you see what God has done. Because we put this one in, this one also come. He said, no, this one we shouldn't go. <laughs> it will come times three. It will come times three. <laughs> so please, one, this one there. You, if you go and put, you, yeah, I say, I, I understand you. Hallelujah. You see, the point is this. It is not difficult for me to release things for God because I know he owns my life. And he blesses me with whatever thing I have. If it is the will and the desire of God for me to get 10 million kroners right now, I will get it. But if you keep holding on, you keep looking at you. Ah, my son, my daughter, you will be want the fire on the altar to keep burning. I have blessed you and you are hoarded. You, are, you just look at you and you see, you have the mind of a chicken. You are not thinking big. You should think like an eagle. This whole world and the resources is mine. I have made you a steward and bless you with this. Go and spread this so that people will give me glory and I'll keep blessing and you are holding it. You just cut the flow. You've, you are not serious. Let me look for someone who is very serious. He always, always have good substitutes. Those of you who like football, there is first 11 players and we have those who are on the bench. That the coach, as the game goes on, will bring someone who is playing out and will take them in so that more energy and more fire comes. God, David said, I want to build a house for you. He gathered gold, timber, name them. God said, young man, I don't want you to build me a house. Solomon will do the whole thing. He was willing. What thing God has committed into your hands, if you don't do it and do it well, he will put you aside and will raise another person and will do it for him. See it as an honor and glory to do it and do it very well. Because it is about him building his church. He's building his church. And at this stage, he said, you are an usher. And I said, who is this one to? He will just take you from the equation and then press on. Ah, Moses, what are you saying? Did he give me glory before the people? Always have good substitute on the bench. So whatever thing you are doing, do it with all your heart and with all your might and with all your soul. That God, this is me. I am giving it all unto you. And you will see that, okay, now, now you are talking. Now let's keep the fire 
on the altar, on the altar bed. Prioritize God. One way of keeping the fire on the prioritize God. Prioritize God. Prioritize God. People prioritize one priority. Make God your number one priority. Before you were clothed of blood, he says, I knew you. So if he knew you, he knows what you want. And he says in the future, he has chosen us in him. Even before the foundations of the earth. So God knows that you'll be here today. He knows what you need. He says, your father takes care of the little bears and the sparrows. He said, look at the lilies, look at the flowers, how beautiful they are. How beautiful they are. He says, Solomon in all his riches and beauty, you can, cannot compare to one of the lilies, these flowers. It's so beautiful than the life of so father takes care of them. How about you? How about you? Prioritize God. To keep the fire on the altar burning, you have to prioritize God. You have to make time for God. In times of your giving, in times of your effectiveness, and your, make time for God. Make time for God, people of God. Young people, let's make time for God. Enough of TikTok, TikTok, Instagram. You see, you follow those things. The time you realize is three hours, four hours. I was here. Hey, I can look at this TikTok thing, hey? short, short videos. I'll flip and flip. The time I realize maybe two hours is gone already and I've not done anything. Oh, do I have witnesses here? And maybe you, you are holy, you don't look at it, it's okay. I'm talking to those who look at it. Two hours. But okay, now let us pray. Now. Oh, you are gone. Oh, let me read my, oh, you see that you are gone. Prioritize God. Make it a priority. Huh? Show interest. Like God, if you look at God, he says something. Ah! Someone who killed another person and took their wife. It wasn't like he wasn't married and were looking for women and wasn't getting. That one, if he could, will understand him because he has been looking and is not getting. <laughs> so that why he used all means to get some. But he had a lot. He had a lot. And he was again the king. He could just command. Uh, sister, please, what is your name? Please sit again. Millie. Oh, sweetheart Millie. Amen. Uh, presiding. Go and bring Millie. And Millie dared not raise her. The king has spoken. The king has spoken. That was him. And this guy will go ahead, go and take Millie and kill me. Let's have the And God said, He's a man after my heart. Why was that? Anytime he prioritized God, he realized, Yeah, I've made a mistake. He said, God, I have come. All the blessings you have given me, take it. I don't even want to get away from you. In other words, I want to be in fellowship with you. You might mistake my errors. You let, but don't, I just owe you are all that I want. So God will be there with the angels talking. Uh, who is that? Ah, David, he has come again. <laughs> uh, David, he has come again. Continuously, the guy was before the altar. He was presenting himself as a living, living sacrifice. God, you know my frame. You know my weakness. This is me. I have come. You know my pride and my arrogance. Without your help, I cannot make it. You are my master. And God takes him. Yeah, yeah, you see that guy. He's, he's after my heart. Because he has prioritized God. Despite his mistakes, despite all his errors, he has prioritized God. And he was willing to give to God. He was willing to, you know, do the things he was willing. He has prioritized God. Prioritized God. Hallelujah. Amen. Then, your personal prayer life. One of the ways to keep the fire on the altar burning is your personal prayer life. Hallelujah. Prayer is communication. Talk to God. Talk to him. God, today, 
my children, they went to Kindergabanahage. When they came, we went out to ride bicycles more. And this evening, we are having some rice and tomato stew. I have your baby. That is how I talk to God. When you come, you say I'm crazy. This is me. He knows my, he knows my step. You know what I'm doing? I'm discussing with God there today. Work was so terrible. That guy, he always, you know, irritates me. I almost said something, but I didn't say it. You know, I didn't say it. All the time. It looked weird to my wife, and now she has also started doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, hey, my bus card is even oh, uh, died. Because I have to renew my bus card before I go on this bus. I renew it, and then I go on the bus. Hallelujah. Prioritize God. Make time for God. Pray and pray. Pray together. Hallelujah. Have a family. Gather the family and pray together. Amen. Then prompt obedience. I'll be ending there so we can pray. Prompt obedience. Anytime God says something, of God. Prompt obedience. One day, Ed Astale, I hope he's here. He gave me thousand kronos. Hallelujah. He, I don't know why he gave it to me. To be honest, I didn't need a thousand kronos. And he gave me the thousand kronos. And the moment he gave me the thousand kronos, one guy, hey, eh. Then I was, I was, uh, he said, ah, Charlie, I want to go to the city, buy my bus card. I said, okay, meet me, I'll buy the bus card for you. And then I bought, I used all the thousand kronos to buy, he was a student. Release it. The moment you release it, God will bring more to you. Oh, hallelujah. To keep the fire on the altar burning, you have to make prompt obedience to God. That was what ended, yesterday it was spoken about King Saul's ministry and his kingship, disobedience. He went to offer certain things he wasn't supposed to offer. Prompt obedience. God says be faithful in your tithes. Prompt obedience. God says be faithful to your wife. Prompt obedience. Be faithful to your husband. Prompt obedience. Hey, 